Hey ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. I'm your host, Jared White. This is episode, like I said, 226, not 216. Our special E3 predictions episode for whatever E3 is going to be this year. But before I get into that, got to introduce my co-host, as always, Dominic Orlando. It's here, it's E3, it's back, and we're alive for it, so thank God for that, I guess. Yeah, and I want to preface by saying we're going to call this the E3 predictions uh, podcast, but the way it's going to work is we're basically predicting whatever can happen between the day of recording this and uh, the end of August is the timeline I'm putting on it. Just because PlayStation is so vague about their stuff, we recently heard that EA's conference isn't going to happen till the end of July. Some weird, very weird stuff. We're also going to be including Summer Game Fest, all of the Keeley stuff. So when we say E3 predictions, just think of it as shorthand for all the game announcements the next three months. <laughs> summer predictions. Exactly. Summer E3 predictions. season. Uh, so the way we're going to do it, uh, there will be timestamps in the description if you want to go to specific talking point that we're going to do. If you don't want to, you know, say you're an Xbox guy and you just don't really care about what's happening with PlayStation or vice versa. Uh, just check out the, the timestamps for that in the description if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, but here we go. We're going to start off with PlayStation, going to be covering them. Then we're going to go to third-party roundup. So all the other publishers, well, not all of them, but the ones that are the most important, I would say, and probably have the biggest announcements. Then we're going to go to Nintendo, and then we're going to end with Xbox. And we're ending with Xbox because not only is it finally the the uh, combination of Xbox and Bethesda, they kind of have the most, quote-unquote, riding on this in terms of being able to excite people. And the reason we're leading with PlayStation is because they're so vague. We've gotten some blog posts and maybe that's the uh, su substitution for a state of play we might get. It, they're just so weird in terms of what they're going to do. So I figured we'd lead with them. And starting off with PlayStation, Dom, uh, I call it PlayStation Summer Mess. Shout out to Jeff Grubb. So PlayStation, they, uh, they'll not be a part of the official E3 event. Uh, as we know, they haven't the last couple of years. But they are set to appear as part of Summer Game Fest hosted by Jeff Keighley. Uh, they were part of, you remember that thing that they posted, Summer Game Fest, Dom, where it had all the logos right of all the publishers. PlayStation's logo was up there, so they're doing something with Keeley to some extent. Whether that's a deeper dive on uh, Ratchet & Clank or something else, who knows. But it was recently revealed in an interview with head of PlayStation Studios, Herman Holst, that God of War Ragnarok, or God of War 2, they didn't actually title it in the post, is slated for 2022. I know, shocker, Dom, no one saw that coming at all. Uh, and... They were also kind of vague with Horizon Forbidden West. We had talked about this in our Discord about following the state of play for Horizon, how it didn't even have like a holiday 2021 on it. Though they talk about that in the interview. Herman Hall says, we're aiming for holiday 2021. They didn't even put that in the state of play. Their lack of confidence here leads me to believe that it's just one of those PlayStation things, Dom, where they have all the faith in the world, and then we're just going to hear it gets delayed. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it, to me, I'm like, now I'm, I'm all but guaranteed. Like, yeah. Horizon, it's not happening this year. So I'll have to take the Fantasy League hit on that one, it seems like. so. Uh, Yeah, I think, who knows if, I, I, I would double check because maybe, I think in one of them, maybe you weren't counterpicked on it, but who knows. And the God of oh, War yeah. one too, I think we need to drop those because that's official now as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw some, and obviously we don't like to get into the fanboy stuff, but I did think there was a pretty good point brought up in that when we started this generation and things were getting announced, there was the two-fold approach between Xbox and PlayStation where Xbox was like, we believe in uh, cross-generations, uh, things are going to come out for both consoles. And then PlayStation marketed this line of, we believe in generations, there's a hard cutoff point. But then this weird thing happened, Dom, where Spider-Man Miles Morales was cross-gen. 
we hear that God of War is going to be cross-gen. We hear Horizon is going to be cross-gen. And it's kind of a, you know, outside of the Demon Souls and the Ratchet and Clank, it's kind of this like weird having their cake and eating it too. And people are like, you know, there's nothing wrong with PlayStation delaying stuff or having stuff cross-gen. There's no issue there. We get that. It's just that one of the two was straight up with people from the get-go, right? So it's not necessarily pitting each other, uh, each of them against each other, but it is weird that PlayStation try to commit to this thing and maybe it was their original attention but i don't know if that was the case but it's yeah. kind of like they're closer to xbox than they tried presenting themselves as you know in terms of the cross generation yeah they definitely you know chose the the words intentionally right to try to like you said you know cut the 20 dollar bill in half or whatever and cuz you know they're not you can't really say they're lying in this case but cuz they do have, you know, PS5 only games that are really taking advantage of of that hardware, but then, you know, their their bigger games, um, first party games are are cross gen. So it's you can't really say that you can't necessarily accuse them that they don't believe in generations, but when the in, in the context of what having said that right after Xbox had said, We're gonna do cross gen for a couple of years, it kind of is implying like that we're real that, that we're gonna be PS five only. Um you know, if you if you like read the subtext of it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it's kind of one of those like marketing speak things that like it, it, the bigger problem is like, yeah, I'm not like super upset with them necessarily about it, but it's just kind of anytime Jim Ryan talks now, it's like, yeah, well, what does that mean? You know, it doesn't, <laughs> exactly what it's it doesn't. Saying, yeah, yeah you, you can't necessarily take it how it, it feels like at face value, right? You're always kind of being like, all right, well, we'll see, I guess, whatever that means. You know, it's just it's just too corporate markety speak. I guess is is my issue now. It's just I don't know. Yeah, and I wanted to like I said with the the preface of it, I'm not bummed out about it. And I don't think people should be bummed out. Like I mm-hmm. get it. Like there's of what over 110 million PS4s out there, right? It's higher than that, whatever it is. I get that of double dipping, but it's just like presenting yourself as one thing and then not entirely being that. It's like come on, man. Why? It's like when you when you're hanging out with a group of friends and the one person the friend group tries way too hard to be everyone's friend and embellishes on stories of making these these grand hyperbolized stories it's like you don't need to make up all the stuff for us to like you you're cool like stop trying so hard for people to like you you know yeah i just thought it was really weird um but to to the playstation thing we know they're not going to have a state of play in june at least that's rumored um basically jeff Grubb came out and said as much as i don't expect anything in terms of state of plays from june which we can kind of expect after the horizon uh state of play happening right before the release of ratchet and clank um and basically, it's not going to happen earlier than July 15th uh, is what people are speculating, whatever that means. Who knows? Um, it's – I just don't know how they're going to play things out because to to, to uh, Jeff Grubb's point, I don't think they are going to have a state of play around E3 or, or uh, Summer Game Fest. Uh, but I do think – I don't know. What we end up seeing at Summer Game Fest is going to be a, a big tell in terms of what we can expect the next year. Like, do they hit us with some more Horizon, even though we expect it to get delayed? Do they double down on Death Loops, and that's looking like it's going to be its big fall release for the platform? Right. I just don't know what PlayStation has in mind because they're they're in probably the Vegas spot in terms of what we could expect them to show off. Like, we can't expect something from Insomniac. They just released Spider-Man Malice Morales and now Ratchet, right? I don't know. It's going to be tough. Before we get into the predictions, how are you feeling in terms of what to expect from PlayStation? Is it kind of like if we get a state of play, cool, but I'm not holding my breath for one? 
basically, yeah. I mean, it's like you've been saying, like, we just kind of don't know. It's kind of like, what what do they got planned, I guess? Um, yeah, I, 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 I got, there's got to be something, even if it is, you know, mid-end of July or something, a state of play with, like, a variety of games, not, um, you know, one of the state of plays that's focused on just Horizon. I got to think that they'll do that, right? Um, <clears throat> but what that consists of and, like, how that doesn't disappoint people especially after they didn't have an e3 you know that's that'll be tricky (laughs) it'll have to really um be pretty darn impressive um if you're gonna skip e3 so okay so let's get into these predictions i'm gonna start off with my first one uh we're gonna get this is gonna be the thing that they have as part of summer game fest part of jeff Keighley's game announcements we're actually gonna get a tease of ben studio's next project uh, because there have been rumblings that it's going to be using a lot of the tech that they used for Days Gone, but it's not going to be a sequel, as we all know, with all that that story. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say not only are we getting a tease of Ben Studios game, it's going to be very clear in the trailer that it has nothing to do with zombies. I think that's going to be the fo- not necessarily the focus of the trailer, but I do think they're going to want people to know this isn't Days Gone too, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even think the enemies in the game are going to be zombies either. So that's my first prediction. Um, I guess I'll just go through my three first. Actually, no, it's unfair to you because maybe I don't want to steal one from you if you have one. So you can go with you. What's your first prediction? Yeah, so this one to me I think is like a, a softball or fastball right down the middle. I'm going to say we're going to get a good Grand Theft Auto Five like next-gen uh, trailer um, at, a, at okay. a state of play or whatever, right? I think uh, they announced the or, yeah the next-gen version of GTA Five at the PS5 like reveal event last year. But all I had was like a, uh, you know, a logo or whatever. <clears throat> it's and uh, weird announcement that PS Plus users get it free, the multiplayer part of it or something like that. GTA Online. Yeah, some yeah. weird information like that. <laughs> um, but I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's actually a release date for this game, like in like November or something now. Um, so I think it makes a lot of sense that they were already kind of grouped with PlayStation for this specific game already. So they'll probably. You know, we'll have it. We'll get a good trailer. Like, you know, here's the what the remaster did. This resolution, yada yada, frame rates, whatever. Um, and probably some, you know, some kind of new mode or some, you know, extra stuff to spice it up. Because of course they're going to charge sixty or seventy bucks for it. So some stuff like that, probably too. I have a question for you because I could be wrong on this. Have we gotten just a straight up death loop state of play? No, no, because the stuff that came out was previews from people, correct? Right. Uh, a right. bunch of people previewed the game. Okay, so this fits into my... So I'm going to go along with the rumor with the first half of it. There's not going to be a PlayStation State of Play in June, okay? That's the first half of my prediction. Okay. The second half is, I don't even think we're getting a multi-game State of Play. I think the mm-hmm. State of Play we get in July is going to be a Deathloop State of Play. And it's going to be a blowout. And I think that's going to come... I think earlier in the week we're going to get a blog post that states Horizon Forbidden West is going to hit in 2022. But then to alleviate that, I think they're going to add... Tune into our state of play for our big our big game, you know, this fall death loop to get a first hand look at it. I think they're kind of going to alleviate the disappointment there of, yeah, Horizon isn't coming this year, but check out this dope game that's coming this fall and kind of push all of their marketing behind that even more than they have been. So, yeah, that's my prediction. No state of play in June and the state of play in, in July is I wouldn't necessarily commit to it being only death loop in the state of play. 
but it's going to be one of the ones where at best it's like maybe two or three other small indie games attached to it or something mm-hmm. but it'll primarily be branded the death loop state of play if that makes sense and to be honest i think you're right i, I hope that's not true though <laughs> <laughs> uh what's your second one um so i'm gonna say that I wanted to avoid like saying whether or not it's June, July, or if it's a multi-game state of play or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna veer off of that and just keep myself vague okay. for my own uh, advantage in these predictions, I guess. But <laughs> I do think we see from them more on Ghostwire Tokyo, um, okay. because we haven't seen anything from that game in a while, and I'm I should have looked this up before, but I'm pretty sure this one also has like some kind of timed exclusivity on PlayStation. It does. It has the same year so. exclusivity. They were okay. like kind of a package deal with Bethesda. Okay, yeah, I thought so. So I think um, similar to what you talked about with Deathloop, except it won't be as an extensive as extensive as a as a demo or whatever. But do you think we get like some some kind of trailer for Ghostwire Tokyo at a PlayStation state of play? I guess. So it's currently set with an October 2021 release date. Ghostwire? Yeah. I'm looking at it here, at least well, according to Wikipedia. That's not happening, right? That can't be right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So right here it says on the official Wikipedia, this game is set for worldwide release October 21st, or sorry, October 2021, for PlayStation 5 and Windows in late 22 for Xbox Series X and S. Hmm. Well, I guess it, if there's any truth to that, then I feel even more confident in my prediction. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But like the fact that we haven't seen much from it and it's been quiet this long. Maybe we hear of it getting delayed or something. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know it was slated for this year. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know either. Weird. And when does Deathloop comes out in, like, September, right? I think it's also October. Hold on, let me October check. October or September. I think I have the dates. Because the thing is, is if Deathloop is coming out around the same time, and think of about how much we've seen a Deathloop. Think about how little, in comparison, we've seen a Ghostwire. Deathloop, uh, September 21st, my birthday. Comes out okay. on my birthday. So, yeah, that's very weird. Uh, but maybe, you know, they do do a full blowout, like you said, and it, it we do need to get more information on it. Uh, yeah, I like that prediction. I'm kind of flabbergasted that it's coming. It's apparently set for this year because I had, especially with uh, Nakamura leaving, the one of the game producers, I thought maybe that kind of set it right. back a little, but who knows. Um, but from Xbox's perspective, maybe it makes sense to not necessarily rush those games, but like, Get them out ASAP so they come to Xbox as soon as possible, right? After that year of exclusivity. Um, my last one, Milady. Uh, this one's pretty... This uh, You're talking about doing a vague one to get easy points. This one's probably going to be the easiest points I get in this whole show. Horizon Forbidden West gets confirmed for 2022. I'm leaving it as vague as that. Uh, I just think it's going to be... We're going to get the blog post. And like I could add to this prediction and say that it's not even going to happen in a state of play because they wouldn't do that, obviously probably gonna end up in a blog post or a tweet or something but yeah no shot this game's coming out in 2021 herman holson that interview i didn't sense the confidence in the game coming out i sensed the confidence in the team doing a great job and making an incredible game but nowhere in there did i feel like oh yeah this guy is sure about his fall release you know what i mean so mm-hmm. horizon forbidden west confirmed 2022 that's my last one for playstation all right i got one i got a good one and i think in general, I'm sure to be correct, it's the specifics that I'll probably get tripped up on. But I think that we're going to hear announced the Last of Us PS5 bundle. I don't know what they'll call it, but it will include <clears throat> the Last of Us remastered, 
remastered remastered i guess um <laughs> you know that we had been hearing uh was getting passed between studios or whatever but we know it's being worked on <clears throat> and it'll include also include the last of us part two um like the ps4 version that just recently got a ps5 patch right but it'll, it will also include um a multiplayer mode you know that would be paired with the last of us part two um and that'll all cost 70 bucks that's how so you think faction is, is this factions that you're talking about yeah yep yeah okay 70 bucks for the whole thing mm-hmm. interesting i i think there's a chance of that happening but i don't know if they'd bundle all three because do you think there's any chance and obviously we're talking about sony playstation here any chance that factions is a free-to-play multiplayer game no shot right Actually, that's I hadn't thought of that, but they did recently say in that same like earnings call or whatever it was that they're going to look into that market, I believe, and mobile. But um, so I guess that's very possible. I hadn't considered it because that could work too. You put out that collection that you said, and then the factions releases alongside it, but it's not attached necessarily. Uh, like a yeah. free to play, that would work the, too. And I would give you points here. if that happens. I'd, I'd give you points if that happened. Yeah, I was getting. I got I tripped myself up on the specifics here because. You can't charge, I mean, I don't think they would try to charge, you know, 70 bucks just for Last of Us Remastered, but they wouldn't package Factions with The Last of Us Remastered because Factions would be more better suited to be packaged with The Last of Us Part 2, right? So I don't know exactly how they're going to work it all out, but we know that Naughty Dog is working on a multiplayer mode for this game. Like, we're pretty certain Neil or... uh, we knew it was actually at least in development. We don't know if it like yeah. it got canceled or they moved on or whatever, but we knew exactly. it was in active development. Yeah, and we know the re remaster of the original game is in development. So like somehow this is going to be packaged in a weird way that they're going to try to get seventy dollars re- from me for the remake remaster or remaster <laughs> remake. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, very odd. Um, that's pretty much it for PlayStation. I like our predictions, but they're the wildest one in terms of we could see absolutely nothing or they could mm-hmm. come with a really good state of play. That's like 40 minutes or whatever. Who knows? We just have no clue. Um, we'll see next up. Let's get into the third party stuff for E3. So here's the info in terms of who's participating and what we know. WB games, gearbox, take two Capcom Bandai Namco with many more developers and publishers being attached to both E3 and summer game fest. If I were to write everything out, it'd take up too much time. Basically, some of these these uh, publishers are having like smaller events. Some of them are attaching themselves to like a group of announcements for Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest. Just they're all going to be included in some form or function. Um, but in terms of a couple of other third-party developers or publishers, sorry, that have made the announcement of their conference, but also given us a little bit of teases in terms of what's going to be shown. We got UB Forward, right, which is happening June 12th, kind of kicking off. Uh, E3 alongside Gearbox's event. They announced that they're going to feature what was once known as Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's going to have the rebranding we all anticipated, obviously. Uh, Far Cry 6, which I want to touch on a little bit after I get through this. Riders Republic, which is the extreme sports game they showed off like in February of last year, I think, Tom. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, it was like the bikes and ATVs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they ended with, and quote, some surprises you won't want to miss, unquote. So I wanted to touch on, we know about the, the Rainbow Six Quarantine uh, rebrand, Riders Republic, cool, whatever. I want to, uh, the Far Cry 6 stuff, with us recently getting that little uh, gameplay reveal, what else do they have left to show in terms of like marketing this, or do you think it's going to be some repackage of what we're already familiar with 
with that gameplay deep dive of it's like focus on Giancarlo Esposito, high flying action, some like you know music track that's gonna get a bunch of people claimed on Twitch, and that's it. Like I don't understand because it doesn't need to be a headline at this point, right? Or does it? I think it does. Uh, I mean, that's like their big game this fall, right? So I think what you get is um, like a ten minute or so like demo of uh, you know taking over an outpost or whatever that's called <laughs> yeah, classic right yeah because yeah we we've got a lot already on on uh giancarlo's character and and then in the last presentation they did we learned about the main character which i'm really excited about by the way the way they're doing it where there's actually a character you see but anyway um and the focus on like actual guerrilla weaponry right they went and actually yeah. used blueprints from real yep. life on the weapons it's really cool yeah they talked a lot about the weapons and a lot of them look pretty fun but so i think the only thing left is like yeah, like they're always they always have that outpost mechanic in Far Cry games. So I think you go through like, and and it's like you could just rewatch the one from Far Cry Five or whatever and be like, you have the option to go in stealthy or guns blazing, and they like ride in on a jeep or some shit, right? So Welcome whatever. to the world of Far Cry Six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, something like that. I think a, a good long ten to fifteen minute thing that is probably gonna look really cool. I'm and I'm gonna be excited about that and not too much else from Ubisoft, but yeah. So they're they're ending line some surprises you won't want to miss. My head says it's probably going to be like the Division Heartland. Remember that free to play game that they're coming out with? My that's my head. My heart wants UBR back, and I want Child of Light two oh, or yeah. something related to that. Um, and then my like my being, my soul, Dom wants Beyond Good and Evil two to still be very much in active development. I'm worried about mm-hmm. it. I don't think it's reached Skull and Bones level yet, but like if we don't see it by the end of this year, I do think that there's a good chance that that game's getting canceled, which sucks because it's one of my most anticipated games. And those CG trailers, like honestly, at the end of the day, Dom, if that game gets canceled, please just let that team get signed on to Netflix and make an animated film. Because those <laughs> cinematic trailers that they made with those characters are so good. And I would just love, I just want to have something to entertain myself in that world because I think it's so interesting. And that's my worry with it is, not necessarily pinned on Beyond Good and Evil 2. It's that if that game gets canceled, what happens to that IP? And like, you know what I mean? I just hope something happens with it. Um, we'll see though. Square Enix presents. Speaking of some IP I care about, Dom. June 13th, they announced that we're going to be seeing an update on Babylon's Fall. Do you remember when this game was revealed? It's very like Souls-like-y in terms of its like presentation. It's like, you know, high fantasy... It's like anime high fantasy, essentially. Okay. Um, I'm very curious. It, it has a lot of Final Fantasy vibes to it, too. Um, obviously, being from Square Enix, it makes sense. We're getting uh, what seems to be the blowout of the Wakanda event for Marvel's Avengers, the expansion, which I'm excited about. Yep. Um, you know, I've missed, ever since Chadwick Boseman passed, I've, I've watched Black Panther, the film again, but to be able to use that character in a video game, you know, you can take all the shots you want at Marvel's Avengers. I'm just stoked and... Like we talked about before, I would almost put money on him not being the only character that comes with this expansion, because um, it's going to be like kind of like a like a re-release for the game to capture a new audience. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they also mentioned Life is Strange: True Colors, which is exciting. The brand new Life is Strange game, um, the the first one not by uh, Don't Nod. Um, and then lastly, Dom, we're getting the world premiere of Idos Montreal's next game. Now you may be thinking to yourself, Eidos Montreal, they made the Deus Ex games. What else do they do? 
like three or four years ago, we got all the rumblings when Marvel's Avengers was announced. Eidos Montreal is working on a, a Guardians of the Galaxy game. Didn't hear anything for so many years. We're wondering, did they cancel that game and move on to something else? Is it kind of like WB Montreal, right? Doing all the different Batman games that kept getting canceled, Suicide Squad, all that stuff. Jason Schreier today, the day of recording this, Dom, June 3rd, quote tweeted the Square Enix announcement for their presentation and said, oh, I guess Eidos Montreal is finally going to be showing off Guardians of the Galaxy. Just nonchalantly as Jason Schreier does. I'm excited about this. I, I guess I want to talk real quick to you, Dom, about I know you're not the biggest Marvel person, but from your perspective, and I'll give you my perspective, what kind of genre of game and gameplay would this game need to have in order for you to be interested? For me, I obviously don't want it to be Marvel's Avengers because we already have Marvel's Avengers. The biggest thing for me with the Guardians of the Galaxy game is it needs to be a funny game. There needs to be humor, right? That's the biggest mm -hmm. thing with Guardians is it's all about the humor, and we don't get that many humor-filled video games. My hope is, with me playing all of these Mass Effect titles, Dom, I want a squad-based action RPG. That's what mm -hmm. I want. I want to be able to be like, okay, this mission I'm taking Groot and Rocket Raccoon, or I'm taking Gamora, and hopefully because it's a video game property and not necessarily the movie property, in the comics, Dom, Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of like the Avengers in that there's new people that have been in the Guardians of the Galaxy, right, over the years. They have new people. And I would hope it's more expansive than the film's collection of them. And maybe there's a surprise. Maybe Thor is a part of it because he's kind of like with the Guardians in the MCU. But that's what I want. I want a, an action RPG game where I can choose my crew, start, go with Star-Lord or whoever I want. Um, what about you? That's kind of what I pictured. Um, now, I've seen most of the Marvel movies, but actually not, neither of the Guardians movies. So. <laughs> oh, dang. You love them, man. They're so good. They're funny. They're real funny. Yeah. That's actually the one gap. Where I'm like, Those ones I actually need to watch. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I pictured something squad-based where, like, you're you're giving you know tactics or commands or whatever to your other um, the other guardians right and uh outside of that i don't know it makes sense i know like they're funny movies so i think you're that you probably have a good point like they need to be funny games right that needs to be a big part of it so um it's hard to picture i guess but I, outside of that but yeah i'll be really curious to see what they what they came up with for this i just hope my one worry and i there's nothing to point towards this being the case dom but my one worry is that this was also made as a games of service game. And instead of bringing the guardians to Marvel's Avengers, they just decided to make two games of service games, right? Which would be my biggest worry because even if they were making games of service, they don't have enough time to like fix all of the stuff they saw happen with the Marvel's Avengers, right? This thing was already on, on the move in terms of development. So I hope it's not the case. I don't think they would have, I don't think Marvel would have licensed their properties out to make two games that are eerily similar, right? That doesn't seem like the case especially from the same publisher. Um, so yeah, I hope it's an action-based RPG. Tactics would be cool. I hope it's not solely an RTS. I hope it's more like you, you said with like a Mass Effect where you are giving commands, but it's not like the over-the-top perspective. It's more right. third-person action. Um, we'll see what happens there. I'm excited we're finally going to see it. Who knows how much of it we'll see. Uh, some additional info and rumors in terms of third parties. Uh, so 2K, there was a leak apparently with 2K, Dom. Oh. So, huh? Nothing. Oh, so first up, apparently there's a Marvel license XCOM game that's going to be coming out by Firaxis Games. They're developers of XCOM as well as the Civilization series. This has me super excited because as somebody who's dabbled with XCOM, for those who don't know, it's an RTS game where you get a squad of people, you can name them, customize them. But the hook of XCOM is not only the tactics involved in the gameplay, but the permadeath mode. Like the really cool thing with it is that you can have your characters like 
every situation is as stressful as you want it to be, and characters can die and be gone forever. A Marvel licensed XCOM is kind of like me being a big Marvel fan. I've always wanted them to do a Marvel licensed Smite game, the the third person mobile play, because I like the Marvel characters, but I like the gameplay of a certain game. And with XCOM, I know they're really good at that type of game. And to just get a Marvel coat of paint on top, I'm curious to see how they handle some of those systems, Don, because a character like Deadpool who, does, uh, Deadpool who doesn't die, how do you handle a permadeath system? It would be really funny if, like, he dies, but you you just have to tow around, like, his head. Like, it's just Deadpool's head on your back, just, like, saying dumb crap and annoying you the whole time. Because you can't d technically die, right? So he's still attached to your party in some way, I think it would be really clever. Like, Wolverine. is If Wolverine's in the game, how do you handle a permadeath system? Um... I just think it, they have some really cool creative avenues they can tackle there. Another rumored title is, quote, Cthulhu meets Saints Row, unquote, which I have no idea what that means. Uh, very curious. What I get from it, Dom, is it's a dark Lovecraftian horror game, but it's an open world? Because it can't be Cthulhu comedy, right? Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I'm curious what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's like if, you, if somebody's like, hey, I'm ordering food. I'm getting me some milk sushi. It's like, gross. That sounds awful. <laughs> some milkshakes. Uh, yeah. Oh, milkshakes. God. Uh, sounds very curious. But that that line is clever enough to have me be like, I want to see what that is. Like, I doubt maybe I'll like it, and I don't know what the hell it means, but I want to know what that means. Uh, next up, a Tiny Tina spinoff. This is going to be a new Borderlands game. Going to be uh, hero-based, as all the Borderlands games have been, but it's focusing on Tiny Tina. Um, yeah, uh, we're not big Borderlands people here, so I don't know if there's much for us to say here. Uh, good for people who love Borderlands. I know T Tiny Tina is going to be one of the featured characters in the Borderlands film that's going to be coming out. So, uh, And then the other stuff was like with NBA 2K. Uh, I don't know if I missed anything else that was important, really. Um, to this, though, there was no rumblings of Bioshock. And I don't know if we see Bioshock this year. Maybe it's part of one of your predictions, so I won't talk about it too much. But, yeah, very odd. Um, unlock, unlike the big three, we only had two predictions for third party, so I'll start with my first one. Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal gets a 2022 date and a CG trailer. So there's going to be slapped 2022 at the end of that bad boy, not even anything specific. And I don't think we see any gameplay from this, Dom. I think it's just CG. Uh, and honestly, I was thinking of adding this to my thing. I don't even know if we see the characters' faces. You remember how bad the reveal of the Avengers faces went? Where people were like, these don't look yeah. like the MCU characters. And point. people made all these judgments before we even saw gameplay. Maybe they learned from that and they're like, we're just going to do a CG trailer with really good voice acting where you see the characters from the neck down, maybe at like a buffet or something, all talking to each other and making funny jokes. So you get the vibe of Guardians of the Galaxy, but you don't actually see their faces. So people aren't automatically being like, oh, that doesn't look like whoever. Maybe we see Groot and Rocket because those aren't real people, you know? So there's That's no likeness issues in there. The but, ones that, like, like Chris Pratt or whatever is like, I mean, whatever. That could be anybody as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, the rest being animated, um, I think wouldn't be too bad. Exactly, yeah. Because um, just people are so weird about that stuff. But that's my that's my prediction. 2022 date and a CG trailer for me. What's your first third party? <sighs> All right. I think it happens, even though you might not guess it based on Ubisoft's description of what they're going to be showing. Um, I think one of their surprises that we want to see actually lives up to that description because they're going to show us their Star Wars Games as a Service game. And I forgot it about that game. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do know it's, of course, happening. And 
we know that it's able or it's been being worked on. I don't think we know how long, but it could have been a few years. It just can't be released until that exclusivity with EA expires, but it can be worked on. So we don't know how far along this might be, <clears throat> but I do want to specify um, that it is the bounty hunter kind of action RPG that we, that we pictured. I think that just makes too much sense. Um, if they started this a couple years ago, like around when the Mandalorian kicked off, um, that and it wouldn't necessarily be a Mandalorian bounty hunter either. Um, it's just a bounty hunter, right? It's just a non non Jedi kind of thing here, and you'll be going planet to planet. Um, and yeah, multiplayer games as a service type of thing. Um, I just no. I, I think they'll they'll say next year probably is what I'm going to go yeah. with. Um, we would probably know mo- a lot more at this point if it was going to be a this year thing, but I think they'll say. Um, uh, <clears throat> coming next year and nothing more specific than that but that's that's what i'm envisioning i think like the the time is is ripe for a star wars games as a service game i mean we took a while for us to get our our marvel games as a service game and now i think it's it's time for ubisoft to take a big swing at, at this and i think it'll be good um that's not part of the prediction but i think it'll be a good game at, at least i'm gonna eventually. play day one for sure 100 percent i'm playing that absolutely day one. yeah uh I thought you were going to go with an EA Star Wars related prediction, so I'm surprised you went with Ubisoft because I completely forgot they were making that game. Another thing, do you think they're still working on that Avatar game? Remember? I don't know, dude. <laughs> this is like one of those publishers. Like, it, where do things go? Where is Beyond Good and Evil? Where is Skull and Bones? Avatar. What? Do, that's like the Avatar movie that we've been hearing about for so long. I, where are? Where is this stuff? Man, well, you know? I mean, the thing with them is that they have like 150 studios across the world, right? They have like Ubisoft, Quebec, Ubisoft this, Ubisoft that. So it's hard to keep track because so many studios are working on the same games, right? So it's like, how does anything work? Uh, yeah. Wild. I hope that happens. I want to, at the very least, even if it's not that game, I hope we see some Star Wars at E3 this year. I, I want some Star Wars games. And maybe it's the, what's the Lego one? The the one that got Skywalker delayed? Saga. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be somewhere. Um, Probably Microsoft or something. I was thinking of doing a, a, a Fallen, a Jedi Fallen, or Star Wars Jedi, I guess, is the brand prediction. But I stayed with EA. I'm not going that. Because honestly, I assumed you were going to do a prediction related to that. So I was like, I don't want to step on Dom's toes being the bigger Star Wars fan. But I am going with EA here, Dom. I'm doing a double, a double dip here for Bioware. Not only are we going to see Dragon Age 4 gameplay. I mean, we have to. That game's like next year. We have to see Dragon Age 4 gameplay. Is it? Isn't it? I mean, even if it isn't, we I think they're at least going to show what. Maybe I'm wrong with gameplay, but I do think we see more than the cryptic lore videos we've seen. You know, where <laughs> the it's big like tree, the dread wolf, and all that stuff. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong with gameplay, but I, I I'm co- I'm confident in myself that I think we're going to see gameplay of some sort. I hope and, so. And to clarify, I'm not going to be weird about this. It, ha- it has to have some sort of HUD on the screen. I'm not going with the no HUD. Is this cinematic? Is this gameplay? Both of us would be able to point and be like, oh, that's gameplay, right? Okay. So Irrefutable it, gameplay. It, exactly. Uh, maybe not irrefutable because who knows with like the way things change by the time they release. But yeah, I guess both of us point and be like, that's gameplay. Um, and then I'm doubling down with an additional thing. We're going to ha- get the official title for the fourth Mass Effect game. Oh, I think okay, it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be a tease. Because all we know is that they, they even stated a fourth Mass Effect game is in development. They never, or a new, a neck. A new Mass Effect game is in development. They never refer to it as Mass Effect 4, though that might be the name uh, for you know marketing and everything. But we'll know the official title by the end of 
August. It'll either be Mass Effect 4 or Mass Effect something. My money's honestly on Mass Effect 4 because of the way Mass Effect Andromeda performed. I think if you label it Mass Effect 4, it's a better chance of people tying that to the original beloved trilogy as opposed to calling it Mass Effect A New Beginning or some crap and people being like, oh, is this a sequel to Andromeda? Does this take place in the same thing as the original trilogy, right? Unless their plan is to make it so different than the original trilogy and Andromeda, but I, I just see it being labeled as 4 because I think it's an easier thing, especially with the recent trilogy coming out. People, I think Mass Effect 4 pops more, right? Or am I wrong about that? No, I... Yeah, I think it's got to be just because they already did Andromeda. So I don't think you do another subtitle. I think you got to show people that no, this is for this is a proper sequel. Um, you know, we got we got a lot of the same team or whatever. However, you present that from, you know, from the original trilogy. And I think that's how it's got to be. Well, especially with Dragon Age being called Dragon Age 4 and said because Dragon Age 3 was Dragon Age Inquisition. Good point. So, so same model. Then. Yeah. <laughs> And I think at worst it'll be Mass Effect 4 subtitle, but I doubt sure. it's Mass Effect subtitle. Um, that's my second one. What's yours? Uh, all right. I'm going to go. I had some options here. I wanted to say Bioshock, but I just don't think it happens. I think I think that's still out a ways. Cloud um, Chamber, right? I think it's the developer. Right. I think it's and, Cloud Chamber, yeah. And I didn't do my full homework because uh, I think it was Jason Schreier. Someone put out a long uh, – uh, report on the troubles that that game's been going through. So, and then it might be PlayStation exclusive. Oh, okay, I didn't even know that was part of. It. That'd be wild. Yeah, that's um, a wild. That's not the Jason Trier thing. It's kind of like a rumor in that thing. But yeah, okay, yeah, that'd be wild. But as much as I want that to be the case this year, I don't think it happens. So instead, I'm gonna say we see some more of Gotham Knights, and Ooh. we get a date, a release date of. February 2022. And that's not too far out because we got the Pokemon release date, right? We got, what, January 28th or something for Pokemon yeah. Legends Arceus. Mm -hmm. So I think, especially with the delays with COVID and everything, I think people want to plant their flags, even if it's into next year, right? If they're confident in that. And a game like Gotham Knights, people have been begging for Batman games for a, for a couple of years at this point. And I think having a solid release date kind of builds on the excitement because people just want to play something batman and something i went back and it was only a few weeks ago i went and watched their the demo that they did show already the gameplay demo it's long and it's it looks good like it looks pretty well polished um even switching between characters and stuff like that and I, i'm sure they needed the delay and everything and um all that but i think it's not i don't think it's too far away and i think they'll, they'll be confident enough in that even if it does get delayed later then my pr prediction is still true because i'm predicting they'll just say it's going to come out in february next year my hope is that the post-release content for that game is nailed because they can do so much with adding additional Bat Family characters or other characters, and then mm -hmm. if they handle the microtransactions for the cosmetics correctly, I don't think people have a huge issue with it. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope that maybe additional costumes don't come with like gameplay modifiers because that's where you can run into issues. We're like, oh, this Batwoman costume actually gives her better agility and this type of attack is stronger because that's where you can run into issues. I hope that the additional costumes are purely cosmetic. Um, and maybe the ones that do give you bonuses are earned through in-game currency as well, right? Balance that correctly. That's my one concern with this game because WB doesn't have a long track record with games of service titles. And that's where the one place I think where this can stumble to your point, I think it looked polished. I think it looked fun. That thing could have released two months from when they showed that stuff off. And I would have been like, I think this game's going to be good. Right. So, right. uh, it's just that other backend stuff of the games of servicey things that I'm worried about. 
just because they have inexperience with it. Not that they can't nail it, um, but you yeah, man, I hope we see it. WB is in such a weird place with the merger with Discovery and how things yeah. are going to sell and. The fact that they're being a part of this, I wonder if it's a marketing thing, not only to us to buy them as the consumer, but to all these publishers like, check out this really dope game you can get from us to publish on your own platform or in your own right. service. Who knows? Yeah. It's definitely a, a means of driving up the, the sell price, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And even worst case, I honestly think that w, the, the WB situation could be really good for Xbox because maybe... Uh, the new merger has them still releasing these games under their own branch. They don't sell them to other companies, but maybe they're more willing to take money up front from Xbox for Game Pass, right? And like, we don't, we're not really worried about publishing. This isn't really what we won't care about with these games. Oh, you're offering us X amount of money up front, and we're still going to be releasing the game, you know, anyways. I think that could be huge for Xbox if they take advantage of that. Even PlayStation or PlayStation Now, if they want to, I think it's a buyer's market in that sense, and we'll see what mm -hmm. happens. Next up, the first of the really two exciting uh, presentations, we got Nintendo, and then we'll be talking about Xbox. Nintendo is interesting because unlike Xbox, who's been very bombastic and loud about their games and their acquisitions and all the stuff to expect, Nintendo's been quiet. I mean, we know about Mario Golf, obviously, but like they've been pretty quiet for a while now. People are wondering this, all these Switch Pro rumors. Um, honestly, it could happen as we're recording this podcast. I haven't yeah. even checked Twitter. It's supposed uh, to be like any day now, and it still hasn't yeah. happened. Can you do so me I'm a favor as we're talking? Could you check Twitter real quick? Yeah. See if anything's happening with the Switch Pro, because Jeff Grubb even talked about it because it ha happened this, uh, the afternoon of June 3rd, so who knows as we're talking about this. But people have been wondering about Metroid Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2. We had that presentation, that direct earlier in the year, Dom, and Ayuma was kind of sketchy with how he presented Breath of the Wild 2 later in the year. He said, we'll take a look at the game, and the way he, the context of his words made it seem like We'll learn more about the game, but basically don't expect it to come out this year, right? We both kind of felt that way of like, we're going to see more about Breath of the Wild 2, but we're not getting that game this year in terms of release. Yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not counting on it, but I want to I want to circle back. Um, I opened Twitter, and first thing, Jason Schreier confirms that that 2K leak is real, by the way. Wow, so. okay, so all of that stuff is real. I'm so excited, Dom. This is going to be the first XCOM I play a shit ton of. I'm so he does. He does uh, give the caveat. He's not sure what of that leak is going to be at E3, though, just that that stuff okay. is real. So, okay. Um, so, and he specifically points out Marvel XCOM. He's excited for So, But I don't say anything on Switch Pro. And that, okay. I, yeah. I have a question for you, and you might not know this, so feel free to say you don't know. Did the XCOM games come to the PlayStation platform? Yeah. Yeah, I own a couple okay. of them. They, were, they gave them away. I just I wasn't sure. We've talked about how how or when Xbox is going to get their own exclusive Marvel game, right? Maybe that's. It. I would not be surprised. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I would not be surprised if that ends up a Marvel or Marvel, an Xbox exclusive. That'd mm -hmm. be a pretty cool get. Obviously, it's not on the scale of Spider Man, obviously, but XCOM is a game that plays well on PC, plays well on Xbox and PlayStation. But with an Xbox exclusive, you don't have to worry about not being able to come out on PC as well, right? So the XCOM developers for Axis can get their audience on there, get their money from Xbox. I would not be shocked if it's an Xbox exclusive. Do I yeah. hope it is? No, but I wouldn't be shocked. And I'm glad that he confirmed that. It's good that we know that. It isn't just a rumor. Um, out of all of those, honestly, I hope the Cthulhu meets Saints Row game is shown because I'm st what yeah. is that? What is what that? What the hell? Oh, I'm excited yeah. to see if that comes to fruition. Uh, so back to Nintendo. No news on this Nintendo Switch Pro. Um, but their Direct is going to be 40 minutes. It's happening on June 15th. And they said it's going to be mostly Nintendo Switch hardware. Sorry, I 
I, let me phrase that correctly. Focus <laughs> on Nintendo Switch hardware mostly releasing in 2021. It'll software. be followed by three... Software, yes. You said hardware again. <laughs> my bad, my bad. The thing I was trying to correct is mostly Nintendo, uh, Nintendo ah. software. So I was alluding to their possibly being hardware. Just a mud mouth there. I'm, apologies. And then it'll be followed by three hours of Nintendo Treehouse. Um, I'm glad they're finally being honest about this because normally Nintendo's like, yeah, we're focusing on 2020 titles. And then there's like half of the presentation is games coming in the following years, you know, which is always funny with them. So I'm glad they're like, yeah, it's mostly 2021 games, but, you know, ha- as we do. Some people are diving deep into it and of like, yeah, that totally means Breath of the Wild is not coming this year. I'm like, possibly, but that's a weird correlation to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's what's anticipated and or expected, Dom. And let, please let me know if I miss anything. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, like I said, anticipated or expected. Keep that in mind. The last two Smash DLC fighters for uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and whatever Pearl. I can't, always can, can't remember the other name. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which we have dates for all three of those games. Pokemon uh, Nintendo Switch Pro Details, which we can discuss whether or not me and you think it's going to be at the Direct. Uh, rumored 2D Donkey Kong Country game made by uh, the Mario Ode- some of the Mario Odyssey team. Now, people kind of misconstrued this. They thought that the team that made Mario Odyssey is working on this. That's not necessarily the case. Some team members from Odyssey are on the team working on this. So... There is a possibility Odyssey 2 is in development or different 3D Mario. There was just people were talking about Odyssey possibly happening a sequel. Like, oh, no, they're working on the 2D Donkey Kong game. Separate teams. Um, Pikmin 4, Dom, that game, remember, they said it was done like five years ago. Still haven't seen that game. Whatever happened to it. And then the biggest rumbling right now is a 2D Metroid game. Because Metroid Prime 4 had a restart development, they kind of did the Samus Returns route that they released on the 3DS at the end of its life cycle and are going back and doing a 2D Metroid. Um, I wonder if it's getting the Link's Awakening treatment. You know, that'd be really cool. Ooh, we'll see. Yeah. That'd be not cool. necessarily the art style, but the, the level of quality. Hopefully not the price point, but it's Nintendo, so who knows. Um, yeah, did I miss anything there you'd want to point out in terms of things that are expected or anticipated? No, those are those are kind of the things that people are, are looking for. I And I've been reading a lot of that, and I kind of actually veered away from those predictions because I don't know, kind of stale to me at this point. Yeah. Especially the Pikmin stuff. And so the Switch Pro, I don't think there's any chance they cover this in terms of unveiling it at the Direct. That's just not Nintendo's MO. I think they might show off like weird Joy-Cons or something of that level. But I doubt we get the, here's the Switch Pro thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem like what they do. I'm with Um, you on that, yeah. Yeah. Let's get into these predictions, though. So I'll start off with my first one. We're going to get a new Fire Emblem reveal. Three Houses came out in 2019. It's been two years. I think it's plenty of time. We're getting a new Fire Emblem reveal, but I'm going to be more specific because there's no fun in just saying that. Obviously, there's eventually going to be a new Fire Emblem. Every Fire Emblem has like a theme or inspiration, right? Uh, The last one was very much inspired by Game of Thrones and and Harry Potter, right? The houses, the colors, all that stuff. I think this one is going to have an emphasis on mythology. I think it's going to be very much inspired by Greek, Roman, all those different pantheons. I think that's going to be the play where these leaders of these companies are going to be imbued with some sort of power relating to some sort of in-world mythology. That's my my uh, take on that. Li- I, uh, that was, was going to be my first prediction, so I'm going <laughs> to... Wait, <laughs> I a think... new Fire Emblem, or did you say the same exact thing? Just the Fire Emblem part. Oh, okay. My, uh, okay. my specifics were going to be that it is 
going to be two versions of a game like they've done um go with this prediction i like it i think it's different enough actually yeah because of my yeah my the specifications are on i think i, I think i like it so yeah I, I think yeah new fire emblem game but it'll be similar to the last one they put out on actually not the last one but the middle one they put out on 3ds <laughs> where it was like a pokemon game where there was two versions that had you know slightly Fates different conquest Is that what conquest fates and conquest were the two different ones yeah. right um I think it'll be that format as opposed to Three Houses, which was just one game, which had three separate campaigns in it. But I think this new one they make is going to be two separate SKUs or whatever, similar to a Pokemon game. So um, that, I, I like how we actually took it in two different directions where you went and talked about the theme and then I talked about the format. So that's actually interesting. Because um, both of ours could be right at the same time. Because what if one's right. Greek inspired and one's Roman inspired or something like that? Would that would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Damn. be sick. They should hire yeah. us. <laughs> Uh, so I was look. I was my my whole goal with my prediction was I wanted to say Fire Emblem, but I wanted to think of the theme. And the mm-hmm. two ones that came down to my two final choices down were the mythological one, which I think is more fun to speculate about because I think that'd be really cool. My other one is I thought it was going to be Norse Viking pirate inspired, so it might focus a little bit more on like ship combat uh, in the game and, and introduce that. Not necessarily like Assassin's Creed style, obviously, but like a ship being maybe uh, an enemy unit of some sort, right? And doing that in that instance, so. We'll see what happens. I like that we're both on the Fire Emblem train. Like it's been too long. It's been two years. There's yeah. gonna be a new Fire Emblem. To some extent. And they they make these games quick. Like there were like a lot of Fire Emblem Fire Emblem games on 3DS um, in its life. So I think it's been enough. It's been long enough. We got a, we got a new one coming. Well, and especially I think Fire Emblem Three Houses maybe took a little bit longer than they expected because it was a new platform. But now that mm-hmm. they made that game, it's much easier for the turnaround. This next one is Dom Bait. 100% Dom Bait. Oh God. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages and Seasons is getting announced as a remake. It's getting the Link's Awakening treatment, and it's releasing this fall. In a very similar fashion of people talking about the 2D Metroid being, uh, you know, something to, to take the time away while people wait for Metroid Prime, I think we're going to get the announcement that Breath of the Wild 2 isn't coming this year, and I think people are going to be kind of salty about it. 35th anniversary, correct, for Legend of Zelda? Yep. And I think... Uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons are beloved games that aren't talked about as much as a lot of the other handheld Zeldas, but I do think if they get the Link's Awakening remake treatment, maybe not the art style specifically, but updated for a modern audience and it's gorgeous, I think people will be willing to hop into it because from my experience of reading online from social media, these are like the games most people, if they're Zelda fans, haven't played if they haven't played any. They're kind of like the overlooked ones. So I do think this is a good point for Nintendo to look at and be like, let's do those. Let's remake those. Let's give those a new a new try. And uh, yeah, that's my prediction. They're also kind of the black sheep because they were made by Capcom, yeah, which is weird, right, uh, for Zelda. But uh, they're, those are like two of my favorite Zelda games. Like those are like in the top five for me. Actually, they might be like top two or three. Like they're just so good, it- so underrated. And from a business perspective, maybe it's a Nintendo's way of backdooring to make sure that they get all of the, the, the profit from it right. So moving forward, the ones that are the Oracle games that are bought are Nintendo published. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So not to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I actually I thought about this same prediction. I thought that like what what could they bring back? What could they remaster? I just it's tough for me to see that with uh, Skyward Sword coming out uh, in a few months as a remake or rather a remaster, but. <clears throat> I would be so thrilled, but I'm like, honestly, we're very similar on Nintendo so far. So and part I think... of this uh, real quick is that a lot of the predictions we made of Nintendo are kind of boring. Like a lot of this stuff is finally needs to come to fruition. 
So this is a kind of us extending and trying something more yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah, that's exactly the the train of thought I had as I was thinking and things to predict. Like, I didn't want to necessarily be like, oh, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out next spring or, you know, like maybe, but yeah. whatever. That's We can all guess that, right? So yeah, on this, I had a similar idea, but I'm less optimistic. So I think instead of remaking or remastering Oracle, the Oracle games, they're going to give us ports of the n64 games of ocarina of time and majora's mask and they're going to cost 30 dollars each um so we're not getting the remakes we're getting the ports from 64 just the ports with about like the same effort as we saw with the mario um 3d all-stars 64 oh god yeah yeah and so it's and it's gonna feel weird because they did remake these games on the 3ds um (laughs) which are probably going to still be the better versions than these Switch ones that I'm predicting. But um, I just think it's going to be something that they they feel they, they were able to crank out quick enough um, as something for the 35th anniversary to go alongside um, the Skyward Sword remaster. So that's, that's where I'm going, and, and I'm probably going to buy them because I'm a sucker. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I... Andy Cortez from Kind of Funny often talks about WNDs, right? Weird Nintendo decisions. Yes. And yep. this totally sounds like something that's plausible at Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So yep. I would not be surprised. My next one is a bit of a curveball. We're getting Yacht Club's game's next title revealed. Obviously, they've been working on Shovel Knight for ages, doing all the DLC, committing to the back, uh, the backer promises on Kickstarter. I think they finally have enough breathing room to unveil whatever it is, whether that's Shovel Knight 2, some other title entirely. And I think it's a Switch exclusive. I think they partnered with Nintendo. Nintendo's publishing it. And I, I think it's going to have a good pop. My hope is that it's Shovel Knight 2 or you know something in that vein. I'm not committing to that, though. I'm just going to say Yacht Club Games next title revealed Switch exclusive at launch, at the very least. So that's my third prediction. All right. I like that. That'd be cool. Um, my last one here I'm going to say is we're going to get a Kingdom Hearts spin-off game like like the many we've Ooh. had in the past that cross <laughs> yeah. between you know the PlayStation and especially the Nintendo portable platforms we've had uh, several so i think we get a Kingdom Hearts spin-off game and the title um or the subtitle has numbers that are non-integers if i'm saying that correctly uh non-whole numbers rather <laughs> are somehow incorporated in the title Three point six five eight two four over sixty six or whatever. Yeah, they had the one three D three DS or DS game that was like two fifty eight over six days was the subtitle. I don't. The numbers <laughs> yeah. are different, but um, that's. I'm just. I, I feel like it, the title is going to be some nonsense, and the game because they did just put out that like uh, rhythm or something melody Kingdom Hearts game, and that did come to Switch too. But I think this will be a more traditional Kingdom Hearts style gameplay. You know, not it's not going to be a Kingdom Hearts three or four, right? Like a full-on sequel, but it's going to at least sort of look like that gameplay with it. You know, so we were kind of in the same headspace in terms of with the Switch's unprecedented success. Like, even with Series X and and PlayStation Five coming out, the thing we didn't think about was that the the lack of uh, availability for those consoles, and the Switch still continues to sell. It's like dominating every month, month over month. And I think to your point, I think a lot of these publishers are finally being like. 
Let's create some original content or maybe port stuff over to Switch in a way we hadn't before. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't be surprised in the next two years EA finally makes their commitment to the Switch with handheld ports of their franchises. My, one of my predictions was going to be Persona 5 Crimson. And my process there was Persona 4 Golden was called Golden. Primary marketing for that was yellow, right? Each of the Personas have a different color. I believe Persona 3 was blue or something. I think it was blue. And Persona 5 is red. So I was just like, okay, the hand, the the Switch version of it's going to be Persona 5 Crimson as the port. Uh, but I didn't go with that after all. So I'm kind of glad I didn't since you have uh, not necessarily a port, obviously, but a, a new game and a franchise coming to the Switch. Next up, that's Nintendo. Let's talk about Xbox Bethesda E3. We had rumblings that this is... Huh? This is like what I... like As I was like brainstorming predictions, this is like... This had the most possibility. This was the most exciting. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even like the big, I mean, I, I actually, you know what? I am kind of a big Xbox guy now, especially that they have Bethesda. So that's actually not true anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. And I guess it's more in terms of the pop announcements because one could argue the third party section, there's so many third party publishers, right? That you could, there's so many options there, but in terms sure. of things that are going to be exciting and interesting to most people, because we don't even know what most of those publisher things are going to be. I'm with you. This is the biggest thing. This has the biggest chance to quote unquote win E3 and capture the hearts and minds of people because- yes. There's arguably going to be stuff for everybody in this show, which is going to be cool. Um, and their first, past shows, their past couple of shows have been stellar. Their past, like, I want to say three have been, like, like God-tier good shows. So I, I have high expectations, I guess. Same, same, especially with the inclusion of Bethesda now. And going into it, we didn't know, was it going to be Xbox by themselves? And then it was going to be Bethesda later on, like, are they going to stay independent? Then we had heard, okay, there's going to be maybe, like, an intermission between the two. Then we finally got word from uh, the god that is Jeff Grubb that it is just one show. They announced it. It's called the Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase. It'll take place on June 13th with plenty of rumors swirling. And that's another thing too, Dom, out of all of them, this is the one that has like a lot of rumors about it, like so many things. Uh, the official key art for the event, I don't know if you saw this, Dom, when they announced the event, uh, it was interesting because it featured Halo Spartans. And you're thinking, oh, Jared, of course, Halo Infinite's going to be there. Well, those who are familiar with the Halo franchise would notice that a mill was on that key art. Why would a mill from Halo Reach be on the key art for Halo Infinite? Obviously, it could lean into the multiplayer aspect of customization. Just a very interesting choice in terms of we assume it's going to be focused on Halo Infinite, uh, and I wonder how that's going to play in. Because they wouldn't do that without a purpose, right? It means something. What does that mean? Who knows? Um, the planet from the Starfield reveal was one-fourth of it as well, which... Duh, we're going to see Starfield. Kind of makes sense. Another section of it was a countdown. Now, some people were saying like, oh, it's a speedometer for cars. Forza, obviously. Some people were like, well, it's just a countdown because it's going to be Xbox's 20th anniversary, right? So that was weird. Just some countdown numbers. Who knows what that means? I have two things here, and then we're going to get predictions. I got the games rumored to show up, Ben. Uh, ben. I was about to say Bethesda, and I mixed... Bethesda with Dom and I came up with Ben somehow. The games rumored to show up and then games that could and or likely to appear, okay? Which one do you want to start with? The games that are likely to appear or could appear or the rumored stuff? The likelies. Okay, so games that could or are likely to appear based on us already knowing about the game, the game getting an announcement, yada, yada, yada. Avowed from Obsidian. Fable from Playground. Hellblade 2 from... I just had a brain fart. Help me out. Uh, wow, dang. Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory, Jesus. <laughs> Forza, uh, uh, not Forza. Everwild from Rare. Outer Worlds 2 from Obsidian. Grounded from Obsidian. We could see that 1.0 release. Psychonauts 2 from Double Fine. 
State of Decay 3 from, I want to say Compulsion, that's not right, uh, Undead Labs, Perfect Dark, Wolfenstein 3, Evil Within 3. Those are all the games that could or are likely to appear. So let's do, run through this list. I don't know why I have Halo Infinite in the rumor. Halo Infinite 2, obviously, is uh, likely to appear. So out of all of these games, Dom, I, I want each of us to maybe talk about a couple that we're maybe excited to see, want to see, or on the opposite end of that, don't think are showing up. I'll go first. I'll do one of each. I'll do one that I want to show up and one that I don't think is showing up. Perfect Dark is the easy choice for the not showing up. I don't think that's interesting. I don't think we see Avowed this year. Uh, as sucky as that is, I just think we don't need to see it necessarily. Obsidian has so many plates in the air in terms of what they're working on. Um, though it's different than Starfield, I just think that Avowed could use its own blowout. And what's the point of showing us a little bit of gameplay for that game? Just wait on it. And then when there isn't a Starfield coming out, give us the Avowed full, full blowout, right? Go on stage, show us everything it's about. I just don't think... The development's probably going well. According to sources, they say that development hasn't been affected too much by COVID, thankfully. But I don't think we see it. In terms of uh, one that I, I hope we see, I would have to say probably, and I'm going with a realistic approach here, Outer Worlds 2. Um, just because I think that game has a smaller scope than Avowed. It's obviously it's a different team. And I think they just want to put something out that's under Xbox for Game Pass. Not Obsidian. Xbox wants to put something from Obsidian under Game Pass that isn't grounded. That's early access or something. I think because Outer Worlds was obviously published by... What was it? Was, I know it was a bigger publisher, but they had, it was a smaller... Division. Private Division. And then yeah. 2K, I think, above that or something. I yeah. Know. I think they want to get Outer, Outer Worlds 2 out. And maybe it isn't a full-fledged sequel. Maybe it's a, a bigger expansion because they have had the DLCs. Um, but I would want to see more from Outer Worlds because I think it's different enough from Starfield to hold its own. Uh, and it's more comedic. That I think Starfield's going to be much more serious in tone. Um, but I guess I'm kind of going against myself and saying that why should Avowed be there either. But out of all of them, like I really want to see Hellblade 2. I don't think we see it. I really want to see Everwild. I don't think we see it. State of Decay 3, no shot. I don't even think that's a possibility. But that's that's it for me. Out of all these games... Uh, what do you, what do you want to appear, and what what do you think won't appear? I actually think Outer Worlds two will not. Um, along with I, I agree with like State of Decay and a couple of the others you mentioned won't be there, but I'll I'll say the opposite. Like I don't think Outer Worlds two comes along. They just put out the newest piece of DLC for DLC. it. Yeah. Um, like a month or two ago or something like that. Um, and I don't know. It just seems like they've been busy as shit just in general. For me. I <laughs> Sorry to interject. For me, it's more of like a logo, like the Outer War. The Outer Worlds Two is in development, right? Mm -hmm. Just to tell yeah. people, like this is a franchise now, right? Not necessarily gameplay or CG or anything. Literally, just like the Outer Worlds Two is now in active development. Yeah, I could see that. That that's that feels more likely to me. But what I what I want to see most is Wolfenstein Three. Absolutely, Ooh, good call. Like yeah. to be honest, like I'm excited for Starfield, but I don't. We don't. We just don't know exactly what it is yet i mean do we even know if it's an rpg you know yeah we know it's an rpg oh we do okay <laughs> yeah we so we know everything we know is that it's a sci-fi rpg okay and then in terms of the pretty strong rumors apparently it took a lot of inspiration from uh no man's sky and what's the other planet traveling game i can't think of the name of it but apparently the core concept of it is the player is going to be traveling 
uh, in space from planet to planet. At least okay. that's the, and that's not confirmed, but that's like a very strong rumor. But we do know mm-hmm. it's a sci-fi RPG. I guess like I mean, I, being in it's Bethesda and it's Todd Howard's team like has me excited for that. But like even more so, like Wolfenstein, like the past couple of games, uh, I haven't played the newest one with the, the spinoff or whatever. But uh, the two prior to that have been so good, and Machine Games has just been killing it. And like, just get yeah, give me Wolfenstein three. Like I'm a next gen game like ugh, that just let's kill nazis man you know like just sit back and enjoy some wild characters and you know crack some nazi skulls let them finish their trilogy before they start working on uh indiana jones that's the other one maybe because that's been announced but i don't think i gotta assume they that stated on twitter off. it's very early in development mm, they yeah, even figures. like told people so mm-hmm. like no wait and if that's so early in development they've been working on something and I do think they want to win because that the spinoff title didn't Young do Blood. too well. That's what they call yeah, it. Yeah, it was kind of a downer for them, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Kind of stinking in that manner. And I think they want to be like, hey, guys, you might have forgot, but we're machine games. Like, here's our Wolfenstein 3. This is what we're known for. Get that bad taste out of your mouth. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I think, honestly, if I took, like, thought process and understanding of how long, far along things are, if I had to just pick one of these things that I personally wanted to see the most in terms of a full blowout, it's about. Like, that game has me so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I want to see Obsidian's take on the Elder Scrolls. And I know people are like, well, then that, that oversaturates, like, the Xbox ecosystem. It's like, you understand? We're going to get Elder Scrolls probably in 2025. That's an Elder Scrolls once every 12 years. It's fine if they have another high fantasy RPG series. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. People act like Elder Scrolls comes out all the time. <laughs> That's not the case. So we'll see what happens. In terms of games that are rumored to show up, Dom, and we can do the same question here of like, which one do we want to see out of all these rumors. Um, Forza Horizon 5, set in Mexico. Omen, which is a vampire game from Arkane Austin. Project Typhoon, which is Xbox Game Studios publishing exclusive. So it's not... Uh, first party game but they are publishing it under the exclusive brand of xbox game publishing um and psychonauts 2 which for me the rumor here is the shadow dropper re- releasing soon near e3 not necessarily it's going to be there so for me uh it's project typhoon just because we know more information about omen being a vampire game and it's from arcane austin we know nothing about project typhoon what is the game what's the genre who's the developer what does Typhoon mean? Because project names can either be spot on to what the game's about or have no meaning whatsoever. Right. Right. So I'm very curious because that's the one unknown of all of these rumors. Uh, it's been teased by Jez Corden of Windows Central and a lot of people. So it's pretty much going to be showing up at this show. Uh, there are ru- The biggest rumor with this one, Dom, and this isn't connected to the Jez Corden stuff, like the really strong, almost confirmed stuff is Project Typhoon exists. It's an Xbox exclusive. It's being shown at E3. The second level of that of like speculative rumors that aren't totally confirmed is that this might be another partnership between Xbox and, and Bungie. Bungie kind of oh. got soured with their partnership with Activision. They have a good working relationship with Xbox, even though they went independent. And yeah, that apparently this might end up being a, a project with Bungie. Who knows? But that's the one I'm most excited to see because we literally know nothing. But if this didn't exist, Omen for me would probably be number two. What about you? Yeah, because Omen sounds cool, and I, I like a lot of what Arcane's done. So I'd probably go with that, because um, that's just Typhoon. Like that's just too much unknown. Because like then it's like you can almost say anything. Because I'm sure that there's uh, 
they're gonna have some stuff at this show that we have no we will have never guessed it'll be brand new or whatever um but yeah that's just like still not enough information for me to get excited yet um but I, I understand the allure of the mystery too. But I think like a vampire game from Arcane is like that sounds weird as shit. Let's do it. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we have a bit of uh something here, Dom. Okay. I just googled something because I was curious because I thought there was a connection here. Okay. When you think of a typhoon, what do you think of? Um, I don't know. It's like a ocean ocean storm kind of a thing i don't know what it, it looks like kind of like water going down a drain kind of right like yeah loosely. like a tornado yeah. in the water or whatever so jess corden tweeted out the the hurricane emoji when he talked about this right do me a favor do you remember who the developer uh is of the of the uh the xcom games and uh, the marvel the new marvel game for access oh. okay for okay. access okay. do me a favor on your phone or whatever google for access games Pregnant pause here. Do, 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 do. I have an Android, so it's going to take me a minute. Braxis <laughs> game. Uh, okay, founded in 1996. Uh, what am I looking for? You see the logo? You see the logo? Oh yeah, it's like a like a yeah, like a spinning little typhoon. Do you think Project Typhoon could be a cheeky way for insiders to tease that this is the Marvel XCOM game? That would, that seems to make sense. I guess why not? Because that logo that logo could be interpreted as a typhoon, right? No, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Or a cyclone. Interesting. <laughs> interesting. I'm not saying it's the case, but I find it very interesting. We were talking about earlier. Maybe this game could be an Xbox exclusive. You know, who knows? That's a very weird uh, coincidence. I just thought it was because I was thinking I was like, doesn't Firaxis you know, like a, a thing? like a spark in my brain i like had a come to jesus moment i was like wait doesn't Firaxis's logo look like a, t- a typhoon so there's that we'll see what happens maybe i'm being too optimistic or a l- little bit too much of a nut job have my tinfoil hat on but i thought it was cool anyways let's get to our predictions here for xbox dom like you said thinking about these things for xbox sympathizer was fun so many possibilities my first prediction has to do with the structure of the show okay and the specifics of when things occur in the show so it's going to start with Halo Infinite, which I think is a pretty safe call, right? People want to see Halo Infinite. It's going to be coming, starting with Halo Infinite. The moment when we get into the Bethesda games, there's going to be a clear delineation of we're heading into the, the Bethesda section of the show. Todd Howard's going to come out into on stage. Here's Starfield. Starfield's going to lead the Bethesda thing. They're going to go through Starfield, all of this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And because Bethesda is now part of Xbox, I don't think... People assume this is going to be a 50-50 Xbox Bethesda. I honestly think it's probably going to be like a 75-25. I think Xbox's thing is going to be a 75. I think 20% of Bethesda's is going to be Starfield. Because why should they... Why do they... Maybe uh, Wolfenstein as well, right? Like, they don't need to show their whole catalog that they do at their own conferences because they're part of Xbox now. I think at most we see like three or maybe four games from Bethesda at most. So I think Starfield... Let me get back to my prediction. Halo opens, Starfield's a transition game, and the one more thing is Omen. That's my call. I think they're okay. going to be like, before we go, Todd Howard's going to be like, before we go, you can even imagine who's saying this, before we go, let me show you something else coming from one of our studios. Lights fade, comes up, and it's Omen, CG trailer, whatever it is, and we get the reveal of that game. Um, that's what I'm putting on my prediction. I think it's kind of safe-ish. 
Uh, but I thought it was pretty interesting to figure where everything was going to go. Okay, so there's there's so many places, there's so many possibilities <laughs> of where you, where we could go here. Um, I'm going to start with what I think is is again an easy one, but maybe less obvious still is we're going to see The Witcher three. You guys, we're going to see The Witcher three. Uh, we're going to get a trailer for the next gen version, which is supposed to come out this year. And you might say, "Well, isn't CD Projekt Red?" busy fixing up cyberpunk yes but they're also making the witcher 3 next gen version (laughs) and i think um we're gonna get a proper release date and a nice trailer you know and again like 4k resolution on series x and 60 frames per second ambient lighting game pass all that and yes i was gonna say it is gonna be (laughs) game because it's 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 a little tricky here because it's been on game pass before you know the existing version and uh, CD Projekt has said if you own the existing version, you get upgraded to this version for free. They've they've already confirmed that. So it's kind of like a weird thing of like, eh, but it's actually, it'd be weirder or more confusing if this were a PlayStation thing. But here it's, it's <laughs> pretty straightforward because it's going to be, we can basically confirm like, yeah, it'll be on Game Pass. And if it is on Game Pass, then the upgraded version is also free. Um, or, you know, a part of Game Pass. So I think... That's what we see. I think it uh, gets an October date. Okay, I was just gonna ask. Do you want to put a date on it? October? Cool, cool. I can I can see that happening. There's another uh, next gen uh, game coming out this fall, right? A next gen port. Jedi Fallen Order is coming soon, right? Yes, I think, I think that. Yeah, I didn't know there was a date, but that's definitely coming at some point. Yeah. Um. So many things. Uh, I didn't tell you about this when we were prepping for the show, but I want us to have a dream prediction too. And you can think of it in the spot because I didn't think of mine either. But I forgot that we always do a dream prediction that's like totally outlandish. So we'll have that too at the end. My next one. Two of the following three games are announced for Game Pass. The Witcher. No, I'm just kidding. Not The Witcher. <laughs> uh, Persona 5. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Mm-hmm. So two ports. But I'm going to add some things to make it spicier. Battlefield 6. And Far Cry Six, so like I said, two of two of those are going to be announced for Game Pass. Shit. It could be the two ports, it could be a port and a new release, but out of those four games, two of them are going to be announced for Game Pass. That's dude, that's that's bold. That's like, if they get that done, then that's wild. Like kudos. And here, the difficult thing here too is that we could possibly not even hear about the new game Game Pass things because those typically happen closer to when a game's released. So they could sure. actually be true, but we not might might not hear about them in E3 and not hear about them until the fall. So yeah. Who knows? Um, but I'm, that's, you know, gotta that's go more likely, here. especially for Witcher Three. That might they might like save the Game Pass part of that announcement for when it's closer. Uh, I want to give a, a one of my. This isn't one of my official predictions because I, I I didn't want to commit to it, but I was gonna say Splinter Cell Xbox exclusive, but I've been <laughs> hurt too many times down that road. I can't I can't go down that road anymore. <laughs> What's your second prediction? Uh, okay, let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, Fallout seventy six, same deal. Um, we're gonna get a next, a proper next gen version displayed at Xbox and Bethesda's show. Um, they're just gonna say later this year. They're not gonna give a date yet on that one, but um, they're just gonna talk about it for Xbox. They're not gonna mention PlayStation. I think that PlayStation five does get a version, but they will obviously won't talk about it here. It'll get announced like a blog post from on a PlayStation blog or something later. But um yeah, I think they they've they've shown that even without they've 
charging money. They've just been still really heavily supporting this game. It obviously had like a, a, a screwed up launch and a lot of people didn't like it, but they put out a lot of free expansions um, and all sorts of um, fixes and stuff like that. There was, I don't think it was a patch. It might've been a patch or it might've just been one of Xbox's like Series X's like um, magic things where it just boosts the frame rate to 60. FPS without... boost, yeah without a patch it might it might have just been that but um it certainly hasn't gotten a next a proper next gen version version so i think i think we see that here especially in absence of any other fallout content this year right so yeah i could totally see them saying too and if you download and play fallout 76 before the end of the year you'll get an exclusive starfield globe in the game or some like starfield related item right yeah, that makes sense <laughs> i could totally see that or badge or something yeah or you know like a a wolfenstein 3 jacket or some shit like that <laughs> yeah bj blaskowitz yeah. outfit or something um here's my last one pack another package of things dom this is my indie package for the xbox bethesda game showcase three qualifiers so i can get a point two-thirds of a point or the full point we'll see what happens cuphead dlc is mia we don't see anything about the delicious last course not going to happen. We see Playdead's new game. I've been saying this for the last two years. I do think it's finally time. They're gonna If they're going to appear anywhere, it's going to be on Xbox's... Well, like, Epic Games doesn't do an event, so I guess it'd be Xbox's stage. Um, but yeah, I, I think we see Playdead, uh, their astronaut game. And this is the big one. I think we get the announcement that Microsoft has finally purchased Moon Studios, developers of the Ori games. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah, a heck of a lot of sense. They don't own them. They're independent, but I think finally they bring them under the umbrella and uh, yeah, they own them now because in past years, Xbox has been very good at their messaging of like, no, we're just talking about all games here. No, there's going to be hardware at this event for this one. They said, we're going to show games, uh, game pass stuff, and even more announcements. And to me, that leaves open the window of acquisitions. Uh, One thing we didn't talk about in all of this is that it's pretty much Outside of the contract being signed, Kojima's next game is going to be an Xbox exclusive. This has been pretty much confirmed by like Jeff Grubb and people. The lawyers are working on the contract. It's pretty much about getting it signed and confirmed. Um, whether that's well, him building a... Huh? Well, you have discovered my final prediction. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll stop there then. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, that that's the gist of it. I think we do get the announcement of the next Kojima Studios game. And we're going to get that splash screen before we see it of, you know, Xbox console exclusive or whatever, however they word it. Right. And then there's going to be the, uh, the ensuing speculation of like, well, it's got to come to PlayStation too. And no one will really know until like <laughs> in an interview feels like, no, this is just going to be on Xbox series X and one and PC or whatever, putting that to bed, um, within the, you know, uh, preceding date, proceeding days or whatever. So as far as the type of game, because I, I think it's, when it's a Kojima game, we got to say, right? Well, I want to I preface because I don't want to hang you out in the wind to dry. One okay. thing that has been confirmed is that the reason he chose Xbox is because he was actually talking to Stadia about this. And that kind of fell through, obviously, because Stadia Stadia. His next game, he wants it to be based on in cloud technology. So that's why he approached Microsoft or they approached each other is because of, obviously, Microsoft and the Azure technology. He wants his next game to be built on cloud technology. What the hell that means? Who knows? It's Kojima. Could mean a myriad of things. But I want you to know that going into your prediction just so. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I guess the last part of the prediction as far as like what type of game it will be, uh, this trailer obviously will not answer that question. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> um, nor will the next three trailers for it uh, in the next three years. But uh, um, I think eventually when we do discover what the type of game it will be, it will, similar to Death Stranding, it will basically not feature combat as, you know, we, as most games have. It'll be something else, I guess. But this trailer won't be any indicator that it'll be some completely abstract nonsense in this trailer. Okay. Yes, it's time for dreams. For me, if I were to go into the, on the Kojima thing, just because it's such a weird situation, I don't even know if we'd get a trailer. I think it'd just be like them presenting Kojima, him saying something in Kojima-like fashion, and basically being like, I'm working on a game for Xbox, and then that's mm-hmm. it. But who knows? Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. give you points for that. If he shows up and there's no trailer, I think that's still bold enough because, you know, it's still a rumor at this point. It's pretty confirmed. Like, if they're talking to lawyers and stuff and it's been corroborated by Schreier and Grubb and all these people. Um, yeah. But I still think saying he's going to be there is still a bold choice. Let's talk about our dream yeah. predictions. Yes. Sorry, did you have anything else to add? No, just that it, it it makes me think back to the Death Stranding reveal and all the trailers after that. Like, a lot of those CG okay. trailers, like, he could already have it's and it's been a while since death stranding came out and has been supported or whatever but yeah i think it's going to be a similar thing where it's actually farther the new game is farther along than we think similar to death stranding where we thought it would never actually come out and it actually came out sooner much sooner than we thought um so even though like you said like there's still dotting some eyes and some contracts or whatever i gotta think that kojima has still been uh you know he knows exactly the story and the structure and all the stuff and has probably even started making trailers and shit like that so well, and you know Phil's probably working overtime to try and get this thing. Oh yeah. They honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a section of their whole thing cut out, like maybe like a minute and a half, just empty. And they're like, "We're gonna get this done as as soon as we legally can." Just insert that shit in there. You know what I mean? Right. Just like plop it in there if we can. And it might right. not happen, but I do think they're working overtime to make it happen. Uh, let's get into our dreams. My dream is about an Xbox game, Dom. Now, you may be wondering, well, Jared, what kind of game are you going to dream about? We talked about so many games that could be present, could be shown, what's going to happen. This is an amalgamation of two properties I want a new entry in. And if I'm being honest, I think the only way a new entry in either of these series happens is if they combine forces into one. Now, you're wondering, what are those two franchises, Jared? Well, they happen to be two rare franchises. Not rare as in unobtainable, rare as in the developer rare. Jesus. So, View of Pinata, if you're familiar... Really fun Pokemon-like game with the pinata aesthetic. Really cool, really fun. Hasn't been a new one since, I think, like the 360. Banjo-Kazooie. Kind of been gone for a while. Aesthetically, I think they're very similar in art style in terms of how they can meld with one another. I think they're both very comedic. They're very family-friendly. I do think a, a, a game could work when you combine Banjo-Kazooie and Viva Pinata and match those aesthetics. And I do think people would dig it because I do... I do think there's some crossover between Banjo-Kazooie and Viva Pinata, and I do think those audience are, audiences are willing to sacrifice a crossover in order to get a new game in the series. And I do think it's the best of both worlds for Microsoft, where it's kind of tough to sign off on budgeting a game like that and making it come to fruition, because who knows how well it's going to sell. I know there's a dedicated fan base, but you never know. And you're kind of like cutting your losses by melding the two. And I do think for creatives, whether that's Double Fine or Rare or somebody else, it's more interesting, I think, to try to make two different franchises that are eerily similar work together than like, how do we reiterate on the Banjo-Kazooie 20-year-old formula? I think sure. by putting the two together, you kind of get those ideas working hand in hand. Um, 
And I do think thinking of Banjo-Kazooie in a world that's like pinata-y is pretty fun. And I think it's a new take on that world. So that's my dream is a Banjo-Kazooie Viva Pinata crossover game. Um, and I'll add to it because, you know, this is supposed to be during like unobtainable. I hope it's developed in collaboration between Rare and Double Fine. Okay. That'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you are the only person on this entire planet who has that on their bingo card as even a thought. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, definitely a creative uh, uh, desire. I, I I can appreciate that. But it sounds like it could work, right? I'm not like too yeah. off bounds on that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh for sure. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. It's just like to have connected all those dots, even though they connect. It's just like oh, that's a yeah. Put Thank the you. pieces together it. there. A dream um, is a dream. Got to make it come to reality. I think mine is probably. Well, maybe it's more realistic. I don't know. The specifics aren't, but... Let me ask real quick. Is this Star Wars related? Yeah. <laughs> okay, knew it, knew it, knew it. <laughs> it's almost as if we've been podcasting for years now. It read me like a book, yeah. Um, so I, it's just, my dream is a, a Star Wars game made by one of Xbox's first-party studios, and it is not. It is outside of you know the, the, the Skywalker timeline that we... Okay. are so intimate with with all the movies and everything else that occurs even even jedi fallen order and battlefront like every other star wars game falls past that or in the new like before times so i think my dream is that it will just be entirely something new either in this like new high republic era or so far in the future or so far into a different you know galaxy or something where it's just not even remotely relevant to what goes on in the star wars we know it's just so far gone it's just different right um but not only that but um i'm hoping it's just a first person or not first person but a uh, a linear story driven game you know 16 to 20 hour type of single player game basically i want the (laughs) the uncharted or the last of us uh game made into star wars like that high quality but it's a it's a single player narrative. I don't know. That's just salivating. You know what I mean? Less, yeah. You know, less so focused on the combat like Fallen Order was, um, and the the jumping around. I guess like that's all fine, but um, less of an RPG. You know, in in those sense, and more like a Naughty Dog game where it's you know pretty primarily heavily focused on the story and the cinematic elements of it, and that kind of thing. I like that. A uh, quick question, because I, I have an idea for a, a low stakes bet, but I, I need to yet to answer this question first. What's your least favorite Star Wars film? Film, and I guess um, the preface to that question is: Is there a, a Star Wars movie you don't like, or at least don't enjoy rewatching? I, I mean, all nine of all eleven of them are like better than most other movies I've ever watched. So <laughs> there's none I dislike. But if I had to put one at the bottom, it might be like. I don't even know. Like, here's the thing. I have a, a different question. Then, do you think you'll watch the two Guardians films before we get the results to these predictions by the end of a, a July? Probably not, right? Definitely not. <laughs> okay, so let's make this low stakes bet here. Okay, lose. If you lose, you have to watch those two films. Not okay. necessarily at any point period, but you have to you have to commit to watching those films, right? Okay. Yeah. If I lose, I have to rewatch the prequel trilogy, which I I don't hate it like other people hate it. I just have no desire to ever watch those movies again, right? Like, I'm not disgusted by them, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you have, like, kind of interest in Guardians, but you're not, like, super interested in going to watch them. Same thing with the prequels for me. Like, it's kind of an excuse for me to go watch them. This will be an excuse for you to go watch the Guardians movies. You know what? I hope Are I we win seeing... because 
uh, this that would be a great thing to do before the Obi-Wan show comes out if you are going to be interested <laughs> in that because that's obviously a sequel to the prequels. So just putting that out there. And you don't have to commit to this, but I will. If you lose, I'll rewatch the Guardians movies alongside you just so I'm caught up on it too and we can talk about it. Okay. I don't, that'd be an excuse for me to rewatch them. You don't need to rewatch the prequels. I'll just put that on myself. No, I'll Anyways. just do it because I want to. Don't worry. <laughs> so here's the bet. And you got to actually choose which side of this coin you want. I have to get the secondary choice. I'm just going to live with it. Do we see Knights of the Old Republic in any form by the end of August? Now, remember, any form in terms of games. So this could be mm-hmm. a remake. This could be a remaster. This could be a Knights of the, what do we call it? Knights of the High Republic, right? Where they take the concept yeah. of Knights of the Republic and do it in that new timeline. And I'll even give you this out. If you say yes, if we see it for some reason in that Star Wars uh, Lego game, if there's some, for some reason, we see a, a Knights of the Old Republic character, obviously probably not going to happen, but I'm just giving you that out as well. If you want to say yes, do we see Knights of the Old Republic in some form in video games by the end of August? Mm, no. Okay, I'll I'll go with the yes. Uh, I was gonna say no as well. That was my choice. Uh, my heart, yes, I want to see something. I know you're very much the same way, but I just think it's so jam packed that even if it's EA doing something, they don't need to. And to one of my predictions earlier, I think they could just if they're doing something RPG related in terms of nostalgia. Just lean on the love that Mass Effect is getting right now and show off the Mass Effect title, right? They yeah. can hold off the Star Wars stuff for later. Especially, like, if we get the Yubi thing, man, I'm stoked. Like, I, I really hope we see I that. can't wait. And I a reintroduction of the Lego game. I'm excited for that as well. Apparently, there's rumblings that they're going to be doing the same thing for the Infinity Saga for the MCU. And I'm super excited about that. Like, a big old collection. And I wonder if that's maybe where the Lego games go from now on instead of uh, film by film, they just release like these collection larger games. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. That's our predictions episode for E3, Summer Game Fest, and everything else happening. We'll see the first podcast of September. We're going to, I guess we don't have to wait that long. Well, I guess we do because we don't wait until the end of first podcast of September. We'll return to these and look over everything because that's when the results will be official. Um, we'll see what happens. And uh, I think in the coming weeks too, I want to look over, kind of touch in on our uh, at the beginning of the year, our predictions for 2021, Dom, and see where we sit halfway through the year. I think that'll be pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I like our predictions. We'll see what happens. We'll catch you guys next week when we probably talk about the Nintendo Switch Pro reveal or something else crazy <laughs> happening in the world of video games. Oh, one thing we didn't touch on, Dom, is did you see this geeked out Netflix thing that they're doing? No. So Netflix is holding their own presentation uh, for E3, but it's focused on all of the gaming properties uh, that are turned being turned into like animated and live action stuff. Uh, so we'll definitely you see kind some of Witcher trailers. Yeah, there's the Witcher stuff, right? There's the Castlevania, which just finished. Yep. There's the Dragon's Dogma thing. There's, oh, yeah. uh, I'm missing some. The Adi Shankar Devil May Cry thing that's happening. Mm. There's a number of things, and uh, I'll be interested to see what shows up there in terms of what they're making. The Witcher thing, I'm super stoked for, especially with. We assume Witcher season two is coming out this fall, right? It's like the assumption, anyways. <laughs> yeah, they said they're done filming. Um, yeah, we had not seen a trailer or anything, so probably we'll see a trailer for season two of this event. And that yeah, animated and I, film they make too. Yeah, that's true. A lot of exciting stuff. We'll see what happens. Thank you guys for listening. Listening, listening. Uh, if you can, please follow us on Twitter at CTRLINT. It's controlled interest abbreviated. We tweet out whenever a new episode goes live. 
You can follow us individually. Dom's at Dom's Oreos. I'm at Jared Weich, J-E-R-R-A-D-W-Y-C-H-E. YouTube search controlled interest will pop right up. Hit the bell notification so you know when we upload new videos. Subscribe if you want to catch the podcast every week. Comment. Let me know what you think of E3. What are your predictions for, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Nintendo, and uh, third party? Let me know what you think is going to happen. And listen to us on Spotify. There, we have an Instagram as well, Controlled Interest. Search that up. Uh, but yeah, check us out on Spotify. We're also on Apple Music, or sorry, Apple Podcasts and uh, Stitcher and all of that stuff. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you again, Dom, for joining me on another E3 Predictions episode. We'll see how everything goes. Bye, guys.